Chapter 13 And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. And entering into a ship of Adramidium, we launched, meaning to sail by the coasts of Asia, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. And the next day, we touched at Sidon. And Julius courteously treated Paul, and gave him liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself. And when we had launched from there, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. And there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy, and he put us therein. And when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarcely had arrived off Nidus, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete, off Samini, and, passing it with difficulty, came unto a place which is called the Fair Havens, near unto which was the city of Lacia. Now when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the load and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not suitable to winter in, the more part advised to depart from there also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix and there to winter, which is a haven of Crete and lies toward the southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, weighing anchor from there, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island which is called Clauda, it took much work to gain control of the boat, which when they had taken up, they used supporting ropes undergirding the ship, and, fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, struck sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day, we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have listened unto me, and not have set sail from Crete, and to have incurred this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and behold, God has given you all them that sail with you. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Nevertheless, we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night had come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country, and sounded and found it twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. Then, fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under pretext as though they would have cast anchors out of the bow, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, 
Paul implored them all to take food, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that you have remained and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore, I urge you to take some food, for this is for your health, for there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all, and when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some food. And we were in all in the ship two hundred seventy-six souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore, into which they determined, if it were possible, to thrust in the ship. And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea, and loosened the rudder bands, and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind, and made toward shore. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the bow stuck fast and remained immovable, but the stern was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, desiring to save Paul, kept them from their purpose, and commanded that they who could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. And when they had escaped, then they knew that the island was called Malta. And the foreign people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the foreigners saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Nevertheless, they watched when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had watched a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery, to whom Paul entered in and prayed, and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also who had diseases in the island came and were healed who also honored us with many honors, and when we departed, they loaded us with such things as were necessary. And after three months, we departed in a ship of Alexandria which had wintered in the isle, whose sign was Castor and Pollux. And landing at Syracuse, we remained there three days, and from there we turned about and came to Regium. And after one day, the south wind blew, and we came the next day to Putili, where we found brethren and were desired to remain with them seven days and so we went toward Rome. And from there, when the brethren heard of us, they came to meet us as far as Appii Forum and the three taverns, whom when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. And when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard, but Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with a soldier that kept him. And it came to pass that after three days, Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they had come together, he said unto them, Men and brethren, though I have committed nothing against the people or customs of our fathers, yet was I delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, would have let me go because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews spoke against it, I was constrained to appeal unto Caesar, not that I had anything to accuse my nation of. 
For this cause therefore have I called for you, to see you and to speak with you, because for the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. And they said unto him, We neither received letters out of Judea concerning you, neither any of the brethren that came showed or spoke any harm of you. But we desire to hear of you what you think, for as concerning this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him, into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning until evening. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed, after Paul had spoken one word. Well spoke the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. And Paul dwelled two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him.